Hey, Dr. Mike here. Does it seem like all the benefits of magnesium are too good to be true? Well, stay tuned to find out and learn a little bit about magnesium magic. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Foreverish. I'm your host, Dr. Mike. I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Crystal Gossert. And today we're talking all about magnesium. Is it really as good as people say it is? What do you think, Dr. Crystal? You know, I love magnesium uh, and it's all over the place, uh, which probably makes people wonder, what's the deal with magnesium? Even my family asks about it. If you go to your local health food stores, there, there's tons of options out there. So hopefully we can help people sift through the different forms as well. Yeah. Listen, there's, it's simple. Magnesium is a critical mineral for so many body reactions. I mean, I, what's the number most people throw out? Like 300, 350, something Right. Like that. Yes. Over 300. Three, I mean, but, so, but think of it this way. You know, any type of cell or tissue that needs to be active. You know, whether it's your gut, your muscles, your brain, your heart, those are all pretty important, right? right? Well, magnesium is critical in how those types of tissues function, right? Right. Yes. It's found in the earth. It's It makes us who we are. It's an essential mineral. And I think why you see it all over the place is the fact that People aren't getting it in their diet. They yeah. should be, you know, it should be in our food supply, in our water supply. And, you know, the latest data is about 45% of Americans are magnesium deficient. That's that's a lot. I mean, that, that number is pretty staggering when you think about it. Well, and then you think about the state of healthcare and or sick care is what people right, call it right, now. Yeah. <laughs> And you wonder, we, we're always trying to figure out what is going on? Why are people so sick? What? And, and I think a part of it is just the magnesium. We're just not getting the nutrients that the body needs to run properly. Yeah, I think that's a good point. You know, it's one of those, it's so important that if you're somebody, you know, if you're, if you're being treated for diabetes, let's say, or blood pressure issues, um, you know, we've talked about this with circadian rhythms. I think we can apply it to some of these important vitamins and minerals as well. You know, if you're struggling to meet your, your numbers, right, your optimal numbers, your doctors, you, you swear you're not, in, you're not eating any sugar, but your numbers just don't support that. And you swear you're not eating any extra donuts or whatever it is. I promise, we, doc. <laughs> yeah, we believe you. We believe you. You might start thinking, do I have, you know, how is my, my rhythm? How is my sleep? How, how's my magnesium level? How right, that and you know, that's a good point, Dr. Mike. And it's one of those things where we, it would be great if the field of medicine could just take a step back from time to time and get back to the basics and, and think about what, what does this person no. need just for foundational health? Dr. Right? Crystal, Dr. Crystal. Oh boy. We're not going to make any money if we go backwards. <laughs> All the money is forward. Well, that is very true. And that's why we call it sick care, sick right? Sick care, and not, exactly. I know. No, and, I'm and right. And not health care, keeping yeah, people I, healthy. 
I'm right in line with you. I, I agree. You know, you're, you know, so many people are being treated. I, mean, I, I use diabetes and blood pressure as, as examples, right? Because how many people in this country are being treated for those things? How, how, how many people in this country being treated for both diabetes and blood pressure aren't at their optimal levels? Yet, how many of those people have had their magnesium levels checked? Right. You know, how, well, you know me, I'm all about food first. So how many of those people are being referred to a dietitian or a nutritionist to to get them eating properly? Number one. Number two, let's fill in the gaps with the multivitamin. That's number two. And then number three, let's look at those nutrients that may not be quite as abundant in a multi. Like, you know, magnesium is pretty big. So you're not going to see really high amounts of magnesium in your typical multivitamin. And that's why it's one that you kind of have to take separately. Yeah. So I think, you know, testing your magnesium levels is very important. I, you know, we, you should know what your fasting sugar levels are. You should know what your fasting lipid profiles and hormones. And I think you should also know your magnesium level. And if you're going to do that, just know, you know, there's a couple different ways of testing magnesium in your blood. The best way is called the RBC blood test. Right. It's actually looking at magnesium that has been brought into the red blood cell. And it's, it's just, it's a better indication of really where your magnesium status is at. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Now what about people taking certain drugs that are depleting magnesium? (laughs) Common drugs, right? The proton pump inhibitors. That's one. Well, hold on. Let, you're, I'm going to get on my soapbox here. Get on it, Dr. Mike. I, I'd like to hear the medical doctor get on the soapbox. <laughs> Pro, proton pump inhibitors were never meant to be prescribed long-term. They were supposed to be a, you know, let's get control of the pain. Let's get control of that ulcer that's now developed. Let's, you know, that it, let's, let's control the bloating and all that kind of stuff that comes along, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, with, with GERDs or reflux disease and all that's what it was for. And you were supposed to then fix things with diet and some other ways over time, decreasing the proton pump inhibitor to eventually when it was done, I don't remember what the standard course of treatment was supposed to be, but something like six weeks, eight weeks, something like that. That's all it was supposed to be. Yes. But now people are on proton pump. It's over the counter now. It's you don't even need a prescription. No, that they're not supposed to be just taking it every day. It's not a part of your everyday. No, routine. it should not be. It should not be. And it just gets rid of not just magnesium, other minerals and, 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 and important nutrients as well. So if you're on a PPI, proton prop inhibitor, please, please speak with your doctor and start some magnesium supplementation. Yes. Um, Di- and now diarrhea. other meds, and yeah. I find this to be very um, counterintuitive, right? So the diuretics typically are going to be a part of that that triage of medicines that's prescribed for someone with uh, high blood pressure, right? So they're yeah. probably on a ACE inhibitor, a calcium channel blocker. Well, you know, diuretic. diuretics have moved up in that list too. They're 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 a, a first line drug now for a lot of people over the age of fifty. Right. And so the diuretics, they are, you know, helping to get get your fluid levels down and, and help to manage your blood pressure. But you are now excreting your minerals, magnesium, one of them, 
and then magnesium is needed to support blood pressure. Right. I know, I know, I know. Well, it, it doesn't. See, if you just take enough diuretics and just be volume depleted all your life, it doesn't really matter that you're missing magnesium. Your blood pressure will be low. You'll feel dizzy all the time. You might, you might develop diabetes down the line, but that's okay. At least your blood pressure is happy. Oh my goodness, Doctor Mike! <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, right? It is. But- it is. Uh, and that's and it's very common. Beta blockers is another class of drugs, although we're not seeing beta blocker prescriptions as much as we used to. I think even conventional medicine has realized blocking those important receptors, these nerve receptors, Uh has just a lot of problems in the the long run. You don't see beta blockers too much anymore, Um, but anybody on insulin as well, if you're taking insulin for any um, reason, right? Insulin can, you got to be careful. You got to, you got to make sure you're getting your minerals back in your system. Correct. Absolutely. Um, let's, let's, before we look at, um, more of the medical issues and the doses and types of, of magnesium, let's, you know, we, you mentioned food first. Mm-hmm. So let's jump to that part of the, of our, of our, um, show here and talk about what, what are yours, you know, as a clinical nutritionist, when you, when somebody says, if I need more magnesium on my diet, what should I eat? Like, what are your top four or five things? Right. Nuts and seeds. So, uh, pumpkin seeds one of the the Mm. richest sources of magnesium, chia seeds, uh, almonds. If you follow any of our shows, you know that I'm all about chia pudding, Uh, almonds, put it on top of your oatmeal, you know, many things that you're eating. I actually had, um, oh, what did it, it was chicken. It was like a a chicken and there were, almonds on top of the chicken. So don't think about almonds just for a snack. Try to figure out how you can incorporate more nuts and more seeds into all of your meals. Yeah, I have that list. Actually, you you, you um, shared this list with me. It looks like um, pumpkin seeds, roasted one ounce, 156 milligrams. That's fantastic. That's a lot. That's good. I mean, that's not, that's like a solid source. That's like a half a solid source. And that's what surprises me is you can get, this is one where if you're, if you're eating, if you're strategic with eating, you can really ramp up the magnesium from your diet. But most people are eating processed foods, minerals depleted. They just aren't aren't eating the foods that's going to provide this. So, you know, cashews, peanuts, and that's why I say nuts and seeds. If you add those in at least a serving a day, um, that's going to put you way ahead uh, when it comes to magnesium. Yeah, I think that's great. So food first. Absolutely. Let's move now the conversation into a few specific things. issues that, that people deal with. I think right off the top of the bat, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to spend time with diabetes because that's such a long conversation and there's so much there. Instead, I thought we'd focus first on blood pressure. Yeah. Right. Tell us what, you know, why, how does magnesium help to regulate blood pressure? Well, in, in a couple of ways, but the, the main way is that magnesium is thought to kind of block some of those calcium channels. Um, and also, and the calcium channels are involved with kind of the, um, the restri- constriction of some yeah. of the blood vessels. So it, it's really helping to support blood vessel dilation in the body. 
And, uh, and, you know, you're looking at when you're dosing for blood pressure, then sometimes it's good to kind of look at getting a steady dose of the magnesium in your body over a longer mm. period of time. Yeah. Um, so you may find some of the more extend release magnesiums um, being a good dose for that 500 to about a thousand milligrams per day. Now, for some people, that's a lot of magnesium. Yep. yep. That, 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 that is, and it might cause some stool stuff. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> magnesium can cause some loose stools. So you have to play around with the dose a little bit, you know? Right. I, I mean, I think it's a good, I mean, start, start at the lower end, right? right? 500 and just little by little move it up to where you get good blood pressure control, you know, and, and yet your bowels are okay. It's something like that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in, in medical practice, a lot of integrative doctors will use magnesium with the conventional uh, prescriptions. And what it allows them to do when they do that is they can use less of the prescription drug, right? Lower doses, which means less side effects and all that kind yes. of stuff. So magnesium is a wonderful partner with conventional medicine when it comes to treating. Yeah. Blood we call that integrative medicine, Dr. Mike. Yeah, I know I was an integrative <laughs> practitioner. Now, back in those days, we didn't call it integrative. They called me nuts, but that was fine. <laughs> Maybe we still call you that. <laughs> uh, probably. Number two just is constipation. Um, we just talked about if you do, you know, you do enough magnesium, you're going to feel it in your gut a little bit. <laughs> yes. And for some people, especially in my family, I won't say any names, uh, but we live magnesium. Uh, <laughs> it, it helps to, especially if you just need a good bowel movement. Yeah. It can, uh, and it acts as an osmotic laxative, meaning it it can draw water into the intestines. Um, and yeah, it's an age old remedy for constipation. And it's been used for a long time, Dr. Mike. For oh, that no, I, for, for sure. And, you know, even even the Epsom salts, people don't realize those that's that's basically a magnesium mineral solution. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yes. So they definitely been around for a long time. Um, you, I think you told me, I'm not sure where you got this information, but you said what? It's been around for constipation for 350 years. I, I'd like to see a reference. What you're that. thinking longer? No, no, I was, I wasn't, I'm just giving you a hard time. I wasn't thinking anything. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but uh, yes. And so I think a lot of people know about magnesium and its use for, you know, helping with constipation. You see it um, even sometimes in some of the prep for colonoscopy. Yep. You know, yep. it's, yeah, that's, there's a lot of magnesium in those things. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Got to clear people out. That's right. Yeah. So that's, um, you know, the dose, you know, anywhere again, 500 to 1500 milligrams. And, and slowly, you know, start on the lower end of that, just kind of find that, that right spot for you. And you have to kind of, it's, it, you, it's, we have to give these ranges, right? Because everybody's very different when it comes to this kind of stuff. So very different. Some people at 250 milligrams, you know, it can kind of have that effect. So yes, it, it definitely varies based on the individual. Uh, anxiety and sleep. Now this has to do with a special form of magnesium, right? Called the uh, three and eight form. Tell us about that. Yes. Yeah, so uh, magnesium three and eight is a form that is relatively new 
I would say, you know, definitely within the past eight to 10 years, um, if that uh, it was kind of created, that threonate is a metabolite of vitamin C and it is the form that can get into the brain or more readily get into the brain. I think we should call it the brain magnesium. Yes. And uh, and in the brain, it can help with those um, neurotransmitter or brain chemical pathways. And and so it can be very helpful for anxiety, for sleep, um, also for memory. Um, it, It can be helpful. And there's a lot of research with magnesium, with helping to improve the connections between the neurons. Yeah. And actually yeah, grow. Yeah. Actually grow neurons. highways, basically. Yes. And that's and that's always important. We've mentioned this before. It's those it's those brain cell connect. I mean, yeah, how healthy one brain cell is is very important, but but maybe even more important is that one brain cell connecting to other brain cells, right? It's Correct. those highways, those connections that really allow for us to be human in a sense, right? To have our cognition, our memory, our recall. And so the better the connections, the better your, your brain health will be. And magnesium is critical to those kind of connections. Yes. That's magnesium threonate. And yes. the, the other forms of magnesium, like citrate, sulfate, oxide, um, those kind of forms, those are great too, but they're not going to get into the central nervous system like threonate. Very true. I can remember reading some of the original research with the three and eight, and they tested out that three and eight, compared it to many other forms, and it was the the form that was readily able to get into the cerebral spinal fluid, and and then that that means that we're getting into the brain. Yeah, and helping those connections. So there you go. What a great show on magnesium, magnesium magic. That's what Crystal likes to call it. <laughs> Magnesium. It is very magic. magical whenever you're able to have that bowel movement whenever you. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. All right. So listen, I want to thank everybody for listening. You can go to liftforeverish.com to download more podcasts where you can like, share, comment, and uh, on all of those that you download, right? But don't forget to subscribe so you never miss one of our shows. It's that simple. That's liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.